0: It's twelve past three. All right, here we are. Here we are. Almost didn't record this week. No. Because sadly, we lost somebody. Yeah. But the show is therapeutic for us. Yes, it is. So it helps a little bit. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Because I can't, because I don't know if I could say any more without breaking up, so.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel.
0: So I'm starting this week because I didn't get to my story last week. Yeah. Yeah. And last week, I did promise that I would have a story about ghost cats this week. Amazingly, I am keeping my promise. Oh, good. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So, a lighter note tonight, thankfully. That'll be good. Yes.
1: We love cats. sad that they're ghosts, but Uh, we'll we'll take uh, it.
0: (laughs) What's this wee shit?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I love cats. I
0: respect cats.
1: Because you you fear them. Yes. Yeah.
0: I fear your ninja murderous cat. Okay, that's always she trying to kill me.
1: Doesn't give the best reputation. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta love her sometimes. I said. Sometimes. Yes, you you have to love her sometimes. <laughs> I said sometimes.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: So we actually talked about a cat in the first episode—a ghost cat. Yeah. That was the cat of the old manor house at Oxenby. Yeah. Which was featured in Elliot O'Donnell's 1913 book, Animal Ghosts. Hmm. That cat was an omen of death.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a great cat.
0: I do recall we were discussing what the difference was between a manor and a mansion. I was just (laughs) thinking
1: about that when he said manor again.
0: (laughs) I don't know if we ever resolved that. Yeah, no. I think a manor is a country home surrounded by acres of land. Hmm. And a mansion is just a big house. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Hmm. But anyway, tonight, lighter note. And actually, I think tonight is going to be one of our book review segments. Oh. <laughs> Because although there are some ghost cat stories I want to dig into for another night, I thought I would talk about what I found in Dusty Rainbolt's book, Ghost Cats, Human Encounters with Feline Spirits. Hmm. And as I said, I'm not a big cat fan. No. I respect them, but I grew up with dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't raised by them, but <laughs> we had them when I was growing up.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: However, if you are a cat lover and have any interest in the supernatural, I would highly recommend the book. I'm not getting paid for this. I don't know the author. <laughs> but Rainbolt does a great job of telling not only about the encounters, but about the life of the cats and they're human pets. Human pets? Yeah. <laughs>
1: you say humans are pets?
0: Yeah. Well, the cats aren't pets, right? <laughs> There's no way you're telling me a cat would allow itself to be a pet. That's <laughs> <Yes>, true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh.
0: We have a feline that lives in our house and doesn't pay rent. <laughs> <But> <laughs> well, we also <laughs> She's have- not a pet. <laughs>
1: I have two canines
0: as well that I... Well, they're pets because dogs are dumb, right? (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't live on their own. Yeah.
1: I don't think our cat can live on her own.
0: She's a little spoiled.
1: Not even just spoiled. She's just scared of everything. Anyway.
0: (laughs) She is a a true definition of a scaredy cat. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Rainbow also goes into some very interesting history of cats, talking about the different times in history where cats have been revered and demonized, Yeah, and how important they have been to the human race, for example, with rodent control yeah. for protecting food supplies. And apparently, domesticated cats are one of the few animals who will continue hunting in the absence of hunger. Hmm. That's why we have a serial killer cat who is always trying to make me have a quote-unquote accident. (laughs) (laughs) Well, an accident like it looks like an accident when she kills me, not an accident like she's trying to make me pee myself.
1: Or crap your pants.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Before I go into the visitations, a couple of stories about cat intuition. It has been long believed that cats possess extrasensory perception. Yeah. Or a sixth sense. And why not doesn't seem too far-fetched considering what they can do with the five senses that they have. Yeah. I read that they only need one-sixth the light that we need to be able to see. Hmm. So what we perceive as darkness, they can see pretty good.
1: And that's not fair because they use it against yes, us. Yes, <laughs> they do.
0: <laughs> they obviously can hear sounds that we can't and actually hear better than dogs.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah,
0: especially with those little ears. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. <laughs> uh-huh. They can detect vibrations that we can't feel.
1: That makes sense.
0: We have about 5 million odor-sensitive cells in our noses. Cats have 200 million. Oh, my God. So, I don't know how they stand the litter box.
1: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: And again, little stubby nose. (laughs) (laughs) How do they smell so good with that? Oh. Anyway, on to a story. (laughs) (laughs) The English destroyer HMS Salmon was docked along the HMS Sturgeon one morning in the late 1800s. The salmon had two cats who never had any inclination to leave the ship. How do you trust a cat on a ship, though? Apparently they like them. They like to say, well, they don't like water, right? And when you're on a ship named the Salmon... Do you know how many times I've heard of cats being at the edge of a bathtub and
1: still be dumb enough to fall in?
0: No. (laughs) Well, I don't know how they keep them on then. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) sorry. On that morning, both cats were determined to get off the salmon and get onto the sturgeon. The sailors managed to stop their initial attempts, but as the salmon began to pull out of dock, the cats made a last and successful attempt jumping onto the deck of the sturgeon.
1: Jeez.
0: As fate would have it, the salmon and all on board were lost at sea. Now, I did a quick look for information on the ships, trying to at least verify, you know, the ship, the salmon, whether it was lost at sea. Yeah. You know, some part of that story. But it looks like there was numerous ships over the years with that name, and I didn't want to dig into the history of Britain's Royal Navy. So, take that story as you will. Yeah. Yeah. The Titanic had a cat on board named Jenny that was owned by a coal stoker, Joe Mulholland. Jenny gave birth to a litter a week before the ship was to set sail. The day before departing Southampton for New York, Jenny picked up her four kittens one by one and carried them off the ship. Mulholland told another worker that cat knows something. And he packed up his gear and left the ship. Wow. Now, I don't know if you remember Violet Jessup. This is going back to episode five. Yeah. She was Miss Unsinkable because she had been on three ships that had sank and she survived. Yeah. The last one being she was a stewardess on the Titanic. Yeah. She had told about seeing Jenny on the ship and that the kitchen staff would give her scraps and stuff. Oh, the cat, not Violet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, a little confirmation that yeah. at least that cat was on that ship. Yeah. I, I thought about looking up you know, whether he was on the crew, but since he had quit, he wouldn't have been on the list of the crew, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> now, onto to a few ghost stories. Rainbow has many, many stories in the book. And I don't know if I can really do them justice without getting into the details that she does. But we'll see. Sometime in the 60s, author Laura J. Underwood and her family moved into a new home. Everyone in the family immediately noticed a cat sitting at the top of the stairs just off the bathroom. Orange and black with tabby stripes. Hmm. When someone would approach, it would arch its back bolt into a back bedroom and disappear. Apparently, this continued for years.
1: They didn't question it?
0: Well, no, they knew it was a a ghost. Oh. Right, they figured that out. The different cats they adopted over the years had mixed feelings about the resident ghost cat. (laughs) Their Siamese named Ben would go to the head of the stairs, staring at the empty space and hiss.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: One time, prior to them having a flesh and blood cat, a sister's boyfriend went upstairs to use the bathroom. When he came down, he asked when they had gotten a cat. (laughs) (laughs) After that, he refused to go upstairs ever again. Because of a cat? (laughs) Because of a ghost cat. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The Underwood's Cat was believed to be a residual haunting where the spirit just repeats something some action over and over again yeah some of the other stories are about intelligent hauntings where the spirit actually interacts with the environment people and or other animals yeah this is a strange story teenager carrie sweeney she lived in tempe arizona tempe that's how you say it right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Good.
0: We know Tempe, home of the Sun Devils. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although I've had a discussion before, and someone thought it was tempeh. Tempe.
0: Tempe. <laughs> I can see that.
1: That's that's the fancier We've version. We definitely
0: got some names wrong before. <laughs> yeah, I can't comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, again. Oh my god. It was a warm, clear night in 1987. Gazing out her bedroom window where there was a lone tree in the yard, Carrie saw a dark tabby. It's always a tabby. Tabbies are nice. And apparently ghost tabbies. She saw a tabby (laughs) lying at the base of the tree, the tip of its tail swishing back and forth. It took her a second to register in her head. Bad (laughs) choice of words there because she just... (laughs) because she realized the cat was missing its head. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, my gosh.
0: She then spotted the head floating up in the tree. She thought she was imagining it, but then the cat meowed at her. (laughs) As she blinked and rubbed her eyes, the cat disappeared.
1: Now, I don't want to say anything about her character, but I know Tempe being home of ASU and ASU being known as a party school. Are we
0: sure? She was a teenager. You're not implying that teenagers drink or do drugs, are you? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or that everybody in Tempe, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I cut you off there. You Indiana went exactly parts. where I was oh, okay. going. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she doesn't know if the cat ever returned because she never looked out her window at night again.
1: <laughs> it's kind of sad.
0: Yeah, but I don't blame her. No, I don't either. I wouldn't want to see a headless cat.
1: Yeah, I know. Especially if it meowed at me.
0: Yes. <laughs> Wonder what it wanted. Maybe it was asking for help. <laughs>
1: It's probably wanted its body back. <laughs> yeah.
0: Could have helped. Yeah. Sebe the cat. No idea if I pronounced that right. It's short for Sebastian. Oh. So I'll call him Sebastian. Okay. Sebastian was nine when the Olsons brought baby Nikki home. As Nikki grew up, her and Sebastian bonded. Over the years, Sebastian endured the terrible twos and being dressed up in teddy bear clothes (laughs) and being pushed around in a doll carriage. Yep. But sadly, when Sebastian was 19 years old, he passed away a couple of weeks before Christmas. Oh. A few months later, 10-year-old Nikki awoke one night because her bedroom suddenly felt cold Heading to the bathroom, she heard what sounded like their dog, Brutus, munching on his dry dog food, but she saw him sleeping on the other side of the room. Investigating, she saw a dark, cat-shaped blob over the food bowl. It turned its head, and Nikki was looking at two huge, glowing yellow eyes. The eyes rose a few feet in the air and began floating toward her. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> I say, what you, what's that look on your face? <laughs> she, of course, was paralyzed in fear Yeah. as the eyes came within a foot of her. The eyes blinked slowly. Nikki felt a cold breeze and then the eyes were gone.
2: Uh-huh.
0: She later learned that a slow blink is a way cats communicate affection. Yeah. You knew that.
1: I've heard that. I try to slow blink at my cat
0: in hopes of her. (laughs) I'd be, I have to try that. Slow blink, please don't kill me. Please don't (laughs) kill me. (laughs) Emily and Russ Younggreen moved into a beautiful historic house that used to belong to a veterinarian who also used the house for his practice. Emily started noticing movement out of the corner of her eyes She often spied the brief image of a black and white long-haired cat near the door to what used to be the vet's surgery room. The cat appeared to be solid, and when she first saw it, she thought it was a stray that had gotten into the house. Yeah. One time, she saw the cat run past, and right behind it in pursuit was their living orange tabby. (laughs) Tabbies are popular.
1: Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Outside repotting plants one day, Emily felt the cat rub against her backside hard enough to almost push her over. See? (laughs) Ghost cats can hurt.
1: They don't mean it. No. It's just love. I'm just
0: kidding. Kidding, kidding, kidding. (laughs) I don't want to be haunted by ghost (laughs) cats. (laughs) Emily kept track of her encounters and noticed that they usually appeared around the full moon, especially in the late fall. That was interesting. Yeah. She has also occasionally caught a glimpse of an unidentified woman in the flower garden, but whenever she turns to look directly at her, she vanishes. Of course. That would be maddening. You'd want to not turn your head or look. Yeah. So you could continue seeing them out of the corner of your eye. Yeah. But it's just a reflex (laughs) to look wherever you see movement.
1: Yeah. But I don't know if I did look over and still saw them oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> there's where i'd crap my pants yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if i want to see a ghost <laughs> <laughs> it depends on when where and when If you're laying in bed at night and you open your eyes <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> that would scare me yeah but maybe i've seen them maybe i'm walking down the street sometimes And they're not actually people, yeah. Do we really know? I guess not. (laughs) Maybe all those crazy people at Walmart (laughs) are actually ghosts. We're gonna get hate. Why? We're not pointing fingers at anybody, (laughs) except for the crazy people at Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying everybody at Walmart is crazy. Yeah. Just the crazy people. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) finally, Cinders the cat. Cinders. Cinders. Karen brought home a medium black and white cat named Cinders from the vet clinic where she worked. Hmm. When Cinder's was 10, she developed a urinary tract infection and was given antibiotics to manage it. One day after the infection began clearing up, Karen came home to find Cinder's walking in circles. Oh. It appeared to be a neurological issue and unable to afford a specialist and the test and treatment that would be needed. She opted to try to treat the problem with medication under her vest care, who suspected Cinders had a tumor or lesion in the brain. Oh. Cinders lasted another eight months before Karen said they had to put her to sleep.
2: Poor cat.
0: Yeah. About a week later, just after Karen had went to bed, lying on her stomach with her eyes closed, she felt something land on the bed and walk across her body to her pillow. It felt like cinders jumping on the bed. Reaching out, Karen felt the head and shoulders of a cat. It took her a moment for it to click that cinders had passed the week before. Oh. It's one of those things where you still think they're around.
1: Yeah, no, I get that.
0: That was the only time she had an experience, but as with a lot of the other stories, it appears cinders had come back one last time to let Karen know everything was okay and to give Karen some closure. Yeah.
2: That's sad.
0: Yeah. But that was it. Like I said, many, many stories in the book. She probably tells them way better than I.
1: You did a good job.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Interesting.
1: Yeah, it is interesting.
0: Like I said, there were some other things I ran across about some ghosts in libraries ghost cats, that is, and in hotels that I thought I would look up. I really didn't run across anything as ominous as the Oxenbee cat. Yeah. So I'll see what I run across.
2: Mm Oh,
1: sad that they're gone, but I didn't realize there were that many ghost cats.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's very sad reading about their stories and their passing, but certainly interesting about them coming back and like I said, a lot of the times giving closure. Yeah. Which is nice.
1: See, cats can be nice. They're not always trying to hurt you.
0: Not always, but most of the time. Yeah. Your other cat, your previous cat. Yeah. She was a good one. She was a good cat. I actually liked her. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, actually, she actually made me like cats. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got this <laughs> <laughs> shh. <laughs> i don't know where she's at <laughs> oh my gosh she's i'm just kidding
1: she's not the worst in the world no. She just acts more like
0: a cat than yeah. our other one i'm just kidding all right well wrap it up on that okay anything else i don't think so thank you very much for joining us
1: Make sure to visit next week for more weird and creepy stories. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 12past3 or email us at podcast at 12past3.com. Good night. Good night, and we love you, 523.
0: Love you.